0: An update on the story we've been following, it concerns the situation in Uganda and the law that is in place, a very harsh law uh, that applies to homosexuality. Basically, it's illegal in Uganda to be gay and you can be sent to life, uh, sent to prison for life uh, just for being gay. Now, Canada has spoken out against that law, understandably so. In fact, there are other countries where homosexuality is even punishable by death. Uh, So would we ever deport somebody who is gay back to uh, a country like that? Well, there was an individual who was facing deportation to Uganda, someone who is gay and is here in this country. And that was uh, almost followed through on. Uh, Monday was when that was supposed to happen. But some last minute intervention here has at least for now postponed uh, this decision. Now, this is somebody who was uh, rejected as a a refugee candidate and therefore was facing deportation back to Uganda. Uh, But as a gay man, uh, there was some understandable concerns about what uh, would be awaiting him uh, upon return there. Uh, So the individual is not being named publicly. is being referred to as Sue in order to protect his safety. Now joining us uh, for the latest on his case is uh, his lawyer, uh, Michael Batista, is an immigration lawyer with uh, Migration Law Group and joins us on the line here this morning. Michael, thanks for making some time for us here. Welcome to the program.
1: Uh, it's a pleasure to be here.
0: Okay, so first of all, just give us an update then as to, to what's happened over the last couple of days here.
1: Well, uh, we were all prepared to go before a federal court judge on Saturday to request an order stopping the removal of our client. Thankfully, uh, we learned on Friday that the minister was stepping in to cancel the removal and to offer our client a temporary resident permit uh, of uh, eight months in duration.
0: Okay, so let's get a little more background here. So, how did did Sue come to be in Canada? Why was he facing deportation?
1: We weren't uh, Sue's original lawyer, so he had hired a lawyer who represented him before the refugee board. He he came to student he came to Canada originally as an international student um, in twenty eighteen and then circumstances developed in Uganda where his sexuality became known in the community he feared for his life and he made a claim for refugee protection the lawyer that he had originally used uh, did not provide enough evidence of his sexual orientation to prove that he was a gay man and so he his case was refused by the refugee board and and when he appealed it to the Refugee Appeal Division, the Refugee Appeal Division did not accept the new evidence that was presented of his sexual orientation because they felt that it, it was reasonably available to him previously. So they didn't even consider the new testimonial evidence um, uh, and, and evidence from the Pride Centre in Edmonton of his activities uh, with that organization that really did establish his sexual orientation, as his participation in the community. Uh, and so the Refugee Appeal Division also refused uh, his appeal. And so that's what kind of landed him in the removal process, um, mm-hmm. being deported from, from Canada.
0: Uh, so I guess it's worth noting, I mean, there there's some countries that Canada does have sort of a blanket policy, just that we, we wouldn't deport somebody there. But w- what's Canada's position as far as Uganda is concerned?
1: Yeah, Canada has not imposed a moratorium or um, a deferral of removal on the uh, members of the LGBTQ community to Uganda. A lot of people in the Canadian public and the Canadian LGBTQ community say think that it's about time that Canada did impose a moratorium on removals to Uganda for this community. Uh, as you noted when you introduced the story... Uganda has some of the harshest penalties worldwide against the LGBTQ community, ranging right up to the death penalty for consensual sexual activity.
0: So what would be the reality uh, facing Sue if, if he were to return?
1: he would face a life of living in hiding, hiding who he was for the rest of his life, or would face imprisonment for the rest of his life. Those would be his choices if he was returned to Uganda. Now, I should emphasize that this temporary resident permit that the minister offered um, and that we've applied for is really a temporary measure. It takes him through to about August of next year. At that point, we will have the opportunity to file a pre-removal risk assessment, a humanitarian and compassionate application. So while this is a very welcome temporary reprieve for our client, he really is uh, n- not in the clear just yet.
0: Well, there was a statement released to the media by uh, or at least from the Office of the Minister of Immigration, Refugees and Citizenship. It says in part, "Here, Canada's is monitoring the situation. in Uganda remains committed to offer refugee protection to those who need it, including individuals who have been persecuted on the basis of their sexual orientation, gender expression, gender identity and sex characteristics. So what do you take that to mean and, and how would that approach uh, apply here?
1: Well, I mean, I think that it's one thing to have statements condemning um, human rights abuses, human rights violations worldwide. It's another thing altogether to practically apply those statements uh, into tangible actions that can go a long way to, to helping people. Here, the minister really should be congratulated for stepping in. Governments uh, sometimes in situations like this will dig their heels in and pretend that a mistake has not been made. Um, But the minister wisely, um, the immigration minister wisely stepped in and uh, offered a chance to to rectify the situation for my client. He should be congratulated for doing so.
0: What would you like to see here? What's the ideal way to, to resolve this
1: matter? Well, we will we've been given the opportunity to file two further applications for our client next next year. We will definitely avail ourselves of the opportunity to do that, and we're hoping that uh, decision makers will, Uh, decide those applications in our clients' favour. Otherwise, we're going to be right back here in in removal proceedings. We're confident that we have enough new evidence to submit to convince the decision-makers that our client is, in fact, gay. Um, But more broadly, it would be, I think, a wise policy move and send quite a message to the Ugandan leadership to impose a moratorium on removal to Uganda, at least for the LGBTQ community.
0: So would, would, would we view Sue as, as a refugee then, in, in that sense, or you know what what would be his path forward?
1: Yeah, yeah. So these two applications, one of them is a pre removal risk assessment. It's kind of a final review for people who are being removed from Canada to see if there's any residual risk that hasn't been advanced before. If that was decided in his favor, he would be considered a protected person. Um, and so he would be given refugee-like status. The other application is a humanitarian and compassionate application. It looks more broadly at the circumstances of the person, not just the problems that they'd face in their country of origin, but also their contributions and their establishment here in Canada. That wouldn't lead to a refugee-like status for our client, but it it still would lead to permanent residence. Either of these applications would be a a satisfactory outcome for our, our client.
0: All right. So when uh, does this come back? What's the next step here?
1: So the next step, as I said, we've applied for the temporary resident permit that was offered to us by the minister. We hope to have that document in hand uh, early in the new year, and that document comes with an open work permit. Our client is working um, in the healthcare industry in Alberta, contributing in Alberta, so he's very eager to make sure that his employment isn't jeopardized. And then it's just a waiting game until mid-next year when we will have an application ready to to, to file for those two two other processes. Um, So those are the next steps that we're pursuing.
0: All right. Well, we'll see where this all goes from here, Michael. Appreciate your time uh, this morning. Thanks for joining us.